The following program is brought to you by Blood, Sweat, Tears, and listeners like you. To support this show and all of the shows within Twib Nation, consider becoming a subscriber of our pay service, The Twibularity, at twib.me forward slash subscribe. That's twib.me forward slash subscribe. Or you can give a one-time donation at donate.twib.me. That's donate.twib.me. We've all learned how important media is and who tells our stories. Help us be the media that you want to hear and that the media is afraid to hear. It's kind of hard to listen to yourself become irrelevant. You are now listening to Twib FM. Real talk, real awesome. Finally, I'm finally free. Finally, I'm finally me. Finally, I'm finally free. Finally, I'm finally me. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie. I am your host. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate you guys tonight. Our guest is Maya Penn, and she's a 15-year-old philanthropist, environmental activist, entrepreneur, eco-designer, inspirational speaker. Well, you know what? We're going to go through her whole bio later. She's got a lot of titles. Um, but before we get to our interview with Maya, uh, you can listen to us a few ways. You can use the hashtag BGN podcast that puts you into the feed with other live listeners on Twitter. And you can also go to twib.fm forward slash live, and that will put you into a chat with other Twib users where you can converse online as you listen to the podcast. We also have a number where you can call in if you have questions um, for our guests, the TWIB number here is 718-404-9320. Again, the number is 718-404-9320. My co-hosts tonight are LaTanya and Connie. Connie will be calling in a little bit later. Um, before we get to our co-host, though, I do want to make a couple of announcements. So there is a giveaway that's currently going on. Um, it ends tonight. So if you have not had the opportunity yet, Stranger Comics is giving away a copy of The Untamed and also Dusu. So you'll also have the opportunity to get both the trade paperback as well as digital copies. So blackgirlnerds.com is the website. Check that out. Enter in now, and winners will be announced tomorrow. And tomorrow, um, actually, it'll probably be later on in the week, but there's going to be another giveaway, which I'm really excited about this one, we're giving away the first three issues of the new comic by Kelly Dusaconic called Bitch Planet. If you have not read Bitch Planet, you need to get on that. It's one of the best comics um, that are out right now currently um, featuring some amazing protagonists. And uh, Kelly Sudaconic was nice enough to uh, offer three trade copies of the first three issues and they're autographed and signed. So I'll be giving those out later. And there's also some great... Um, little uh, accessories that will come with the comics as well. So I'll, I'll throw in those surprises with the giveaway. And always bookmark blackgirlnerds.com on your browser so that way you get kept up to date on the latest giveaways that are happening. We had our newsletter that was out today that's got all information that's going on with events, with our calendar. We're doing a live tweet starting Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, every other Saturday, Live tweet of A Different World. Yes, it dropped on Netflix today. So we'll be live tweeting that. Yes, that's that's going to be epic. 
Um, so that'll start next Saturday, 10 a.m. We'll do two episodes per week of season one, um, until season one finishes. And if you happen to be in New Jersey and, or you're a student of Princeton University, I will be there next week on Wednesday. It's going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern time over on Princeton's uh, campus. There is a great fan fiction panel that I've been invited to be a part of. And we're just going to talk about fan fiction culture. So, uh, check that out on Princeton's website or go to blackgirlnerds.com to find out more information on that. All right. So I will pass the virtual mic over to Latanya. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Let us know what you're up to. Social media shout outs and we'll get started on our guest. Hey guys. My name is Latanya. I'm the founder of sprinklesandbooze.com. I'm a blogger, stylist, designer, uh, professional party thrower. Uh, projects that I'm working on right now. I run social media for a workshop called Monarch Workshop, which is a workshop that inspires creative women to go out and pursue their dreams, start their own business, all that fun stuff. Um, social media shout out. I'm sprinkles and booze basically on everything but Twitter. Um, it's sprinkles and booze and that's it. I'm very excited about tonight's show. As am I. All right, so I'm going to introduce our guest, Maya Penn. Maya Penn is a 15-year-old philanthropist, environmental activist, entrepreneur, eco-designer, inspirational speaker, artist, animator, encoder, illustrator, and writer. She's the CEO of Maya's Ideas, a company that she started in 2008 when she was just eight years old. She creates eco-friendly clothing and accessories and her designs are sold all over the world. She has customers in Denmark, Italy, Australia, and more. She loves to use her creativity to give back. 10 to 20% of her profits go to causes for local and global charities, as well as environmental organizations. Maya has been featured in Forbes, Huffington Post, the NRDC, NPR, CNN, HLN, Time, Essence, The Steve Harvey Show, Young Entrepreneur, the Tom's Shoes blog, Red Book, Fox 5, Atlanta Wired, Black Enterprise, Cosmopolitan Magazine, CBS Better Mornings Atlanta, Ebony, Tech Republic, CBS Interactive, Atlanta, Tech Edge, Take Part, P- Pivot Media, Gabrielle Bernstein's Her Future blog, and actress Alicia Silverstone's blog, The Kind Life, as well as several other publications. And she has done not one, not two, but three TED Talks. Um, she's gone to TED Women and talked, um, her talks have actually gone viral worldwide and it has over a million views and growing over to 100,000 on YouTube. And she's the youngest female ever to do back to back official TED Talks. Welcome Maya Penn to the show, everybody. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Your bio makes me want to reevaluate my life. <laughs> Um, I'm so excited excited to be here. Um, Didn't uh, uh, BGN have a uh, anniversary in February? Yes. Well, well, happy anniversary then. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, we celebrated our third year on February 1st. So thank you for that. Appreciate that. Yeah, I I remember um, reaching out to you back in the early stages of publishing, and you were featured on our BGN Girl um, feature. So thank you so much to be able to talk to you now on this podcast and seeing the accomplishments that you've made since then, even then you were, you know, forced to be reckoned with, but now to see what you've done. Um, and that was, I think a couple of years ago featuring you on the BGN girl. So thank you so much for being on the show. Um, so I, I want to go ahead and get into it and, and ask you my first question. 
per the bio, at eight years old, you decided to create an eco-friendly clothing store called Maya's Ideas. So what made you decide at the ripe old age of eight to decide to become an entrepreneur? Uh, well, I basically started my company out of curiosity. I started by um, creating my own kind of fashion designs, um, sketching them out and designing them. And I, you know, learned how to sew. And I started making my um, actual designs from, like, different fabrics, scraps, and stuff around the house. And I would wear my own designs um, while I was out. And people would stop me and say, you know, wow, that's really cute. Like, where can I get one? And, or do you have any more to sell? And so then I had the idea to start my own company. And that's basically how it came about. And tell us about your work in animation. What kind of short films have you made? And do you work with a team? Or is this done all on your own? So I, you know, basically do um, 2D computer animation. Um, I have my own, you know, characters and multiple, you know, series, and they kind of go on uh, different adventures and stuff like that. And I'm currently working on two animated series, but I'm mostly focused, okay, I'm focused on two. Um, one is called The Pollinators, and it's about, like, bees, um, butterflies, and um other pollinators in the environment and why they're so important. Um, but the twist is that they're a little superhero team and they have to uh, fight against these villains who seek to harm the environment. And then I'm also working on a short, um, like a kind of series called Malicious Dishes. And that's about like viruses in the computer. And if they had their own little world inside the computer and I premiered um, clips of them both um, at my last TED talk. Nice. All right. And Connie's going to call in in a little bit, but I wanted to ask one of her questions. Um, as a young entrepreneur, how did you think that your parents um, could encourage their kids to start their own businesses? Well, you know, I think that um, really whatever the you can turn a lot of things into a business, whatever the kid is really passionate about. If it's something that they know that other people are, I mean, people are, you know, they, that some other people are passionate about too, then it's definitely something that they could, you know, make a business out. Like if they like to bake, then they could, you know, have a baking company. Or if they like to dance, they can make a dance studio. If they like to code, you know, they could have, you know, reach out to other kids, you know, about coding and have a whole business based around that. Um, so basically just nurturing, you know, the passion that they already have. And, you know, if you want to, you can encourage them to, you know, turn it into a business as long as that passion is still there. All right. I'm going to toss it over to Tanya for her questions. All right. This is also one of Connie's questions, just so we get all of the questions we want answered. Um, were your parents afraid or nervous that you start an online business? Because it's kind of crazy out there on the Internet. So a lot of parents would be really cautious about starting something like that well the thing is that like um we so i started on a website called etsy and etsy is actually you know pretty good it's not like a kind of craigslist type thing or anything mm -hmm. like that it has a really nice community and a really nice supportive community and um you know they you know try to make sure that everything is like in check on their website Mm -hmm. uh, and I started, you know, selling my designs on there. And you can also, you know, buy like handmade um, items from other people, you know, all over the world, too. 
Um, of course, they were probably nervous about it, but I still had, like, supervision and everything, but they still let me, you know, have space to, you know, really bring the company to life. That's awesome. Um, being that you are so crafty and artistic, what's your favorite medium to work in? Okay, that's really hard because there's so many mediums that I like to work work in. Basically, any type of visual art is my favorite, but I love um, painting, uh, making costumes, and what else? Costumes as in, like, cosplay and stuff like that, not my des- designs. But I like my designs, too. I like um, painting on my um, scarves that I sell in my shop. Um, and also, I recently got more into origami for some reason. <laughs> That's wow. <pretty> cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of just basic stuff, but um, I do like origami. And, of course, animation. Animation is really fun because you make your drawings actually come to life and start moving kind of like right before your eyes. Even though it's tedious, it's still really fun. So you're into cosplay? Yes, I am. And okay. I have, like, two cosplay pictures on my Instagram. Who are... who? Do you typically like to cosplay as? Okay, so the two characters I already cosplayed as was uh, were Reese from Animal Crossing and Scootaloo from My Little Pony. Like the uh, new- oh, that's adorable! I love it. <laughs> yeah, and um, I and I usually um, go to conventions with them. So that's awesome. Where do you typically draw your inspiration from when coming up with a new project? Um, okay, so depending on, like, the specific project, let's say if it's an art project, I might draw the inspiration from, you know, like, nature or, like, let's say I see a flower outside and I might think, you know, oh, cool, that's something that I can paint on one of my scarves. But, you know, as for a lot of other projects I'm working on in general, um, really anything that really, you know, has like kind of gives me a spark like I really want to go for it and you know start my um, own project with it. it might be something I heard on the news um, it might be you know just a drawing I saw just kind of whatever really makes me interested like I want to really pursue it awesome. wow yeah that is super awesome you were awarded uh, the 2012 SCLC Women's 33rd Annual Drum Major for Justice Awards in the youth category and was honored along with actor and humanitarian Sean Penn and actor Samuel Jackson, which that's pretty awesome. Can you tell us briefly about that experience and did you get a chance to meet either of the actors? Um, that experience was truly amazing, and um, I was only 12 at the time, so it was pretty crazy for me. I was even younger then, and um, I did get to meet um, Sam Jackson, and I met a lot of other people. And he actually has one of my scarves now, too, and I think wow. he, uh, that picture is on my website, like um, in the uh, Hall of Fame page. There's a picture of him wearing one of my designs. Um, and it's, uh, really cool. It was a really awesome experience and I met so many amazing people. That's really awesome. That is super awesome. Wow. I mean, at 12 years old, when you get that kind of award, what, what's going through your head at that point? Do you feel overwhelmed or does it really not resonate with you that much because you don't see it as a big deal when you're 12 years old? 
Well, I mean, the thing is, I do think it's a big deal, but it doesn't, like, sink in, per, like, that deal. Like, I'm getting this award for me doing this stuff. You know, like, I I feel like I haven't, like, done a whole lot, even though I know I have. And it's just kind of trying to comprehend it more, you know. Mm-hmm. But it still was really awesome, though. Awesome. And we've got Connie with us on the podcast. Connie, you there? Yes, hey. Hey, hey, glad you made it. I made I- it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to toss it over to you. We we went over a couple of your questions, so it's your second set of questions for, for Maya. Oh, great. Um, so recently, um, the Girl Scouts moved their cookie sales online, and I was wondering if you had any, any opinions on this, and if it were, you know, sort of, it seems like a more effective and more modern way to teach girls how to do business, kind of like you. So I don't know if you had any ideas about that. And yeah, Uh, I think that that's actually pretty cool. I didn't know about that until I, you know, heard about the uh, question earlier today. And um, I I think that that's a really good way to get um, young girls interested in the tech and computer world and like, you know, managing sales and they're on like the website and, you know, learning about different stuff like that. Uh, Because that's a lot of the stuff that I learned about when I started my company. And, you know, uh, I know there are a lot of young girls who actually want to start their uh, own companies. And I think something like this would help them, you know, be able to, you know, build upon their own company that they might want to start in the future. Because I already have, you know, some of that knowledge that they learned when they were in the Girl Scouts. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. It made me think of you. Um, and how did you feel um, when you gave your first TED Talk? I know when I was your age, I had to give a monologue in front of my class and I started crying. Um, was it like really scary or were you super confident about it? I was definitely not super confident about it. it was, it, uh, people always come up to me and say, wow, you were so calm. Were you scared at all? And I was yeah. like, internally <laughs> shaking in my boots or toms at the time. And, um, you definitely but, tell. Yeah, it, it was... It was, of course, a nerve-wracking experience, but I was still, you know, excited that I was able to, you know, have a platform to, you know, share my ideas, you know, with basically the world. And, um, you know, I just know that if I did my best, it would, that would be it, and it would be all right, basically. But, of course, I was still nervous. Everybody gets nervous. <laughs> and you've done more than one. Did it get easier the second and third time you did it? Okay, so it... I kind of got the setup a little bit more because I actually built up. I kind of climbed up the TED ladder because first I started with um, TEDx Youth Atlanta, um, and X is, like, independently organized. Then I went on to TED Youth, like the official TED Youth, um, and that was in New Orleans. And then I went to the big one, the biggest one that I've done, um, which is TED Women, and that was in San Francisco. Um, and the fact that it was bigger actually made it, a little bit more scary because more people are going to see it and all that kind of stuff. But I still had the experience to kind of get the feel of it better, you know? Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Amazing. Amazing. I want to toss it off to Twitter because a few folks got some questions. Uh, this question is from Pirate Jenny. She wants to know what designers inspire you and what influences your personal style? Um, I think that, you know, a lot of people that uh, influence my personal style. Okay, so I think I get a lot of my style, not as much from designers, but more from artists, like artists specifically who might be like painters, um, stuff like that, like, you know, Faith Ringgold 
Odeon Redon, you know, lots of different um, painters that I've researched um, because I'm like an artist, like by trade. I started drawing and, you know, making my own little characters and doodles and stuff when I was like three. And so I really try to incorporate that into my designs, like, you know, painting on my scarves um, or, you know, making, you know, felt art for my hat and different things like that. So I kind of get a lot of my um, ideas more from more artists um, instead of fashion designers, which is kind of odd, but it's kind of cool, too. <laughs> and this is going back to when we had the discussion about you were interested in, or you currently do, origami as a hobby, which that is not easy to do, to make origamis. But um, on our Black Girl Geeks account, uh, the question is, what origami items do you like to make? I like making flowers, and I found this really interesting um, way of uh, making like these kind of really detailed flowers, and it's not actually that hard as, as long as you remember, you know, the steps um, to it. But it's the, if you make them right and you make like enough of them, you can make like this kind of flower lantern type thing, and it's really pretty. I actually haven't made like a lantern type shape yet, but I have made these really big kind of origami flowers. And one thing I decided to do, the way I actually came across this was. Okay, I actually, um, I'm an artist at um, this thing called the Dogwood Festival that's here in Atlanta um, about, like, every year. Um, it's really big. It's, like, one of the biggest festivals in the southeast. And I used, like, this, these origami flowers that I made for my display to just decorate the display and stuff like that because I was trying to figure out how to decorate it for that year. So that's what actually got me more interested in it because I used to just originally start making, like, little little organic you know like little cat faces that you make you just like mm-hmm. yeah and that's it and that's all that's all i did for a while until i started doing those flowers that's adorable um you built your first website all by yourself using javascript and html5 which blows my mind um please tell us how did you come to learn how to code all by yourself and how old were you when this happened so I built my first website in HTML, um, and I'm still, you know, researching more on JavaScript at the moment. But I started when I was actually 10. And the thing was that I was on Etsy at the time selling my items, but I always wanted to know, like, how do you actually build your um, own website? Like, I kind of always wanted to have my own kind of professional website outside of a, you know, host on a totally different website. And so I started really just researching online, like, how do you build your own website? And I came across HTML, and I started learning uh, HTML. And what's you know, I found really interesting was, like, it's, you know, not as much just, you know, strings of random numbers or anything crazy like most people would think. It's like learning another language, just a language mm-hmm. that, the, that the computer can understand. And so I opened up a notepad file and started, you know, typing and testing stuff out. And I made my first website with a lot of trial and error. And right now I'm learning JavaScript, Python, and I'm, you know, look, looking more at, like, ActionScript for my different, like, Flash animations specifically. So, yeah. Wow. My brain can't <laughs> even comprehend HTML, like, on the Me regular. Neither. Like, yeah. that's Me insane. Neither. 
Yeah. I mean, as someone who is an owner of a website, it's um, I know a little bit about it, but it's difficult and it's very time consuming and you've got to have a certain level of patience to, to mm-hmm. get into coding. So I commend you, Maya, for just taking the initiative because that's what I did, too. I, I went on the Internet and looked at Google and looked at tutorials <laughs> online yeah. to, to figure it out. So that's awesome. And that's inspiring because people think that you have to have some sort of training or go to school for it. And those are great resources. But if you want to learn how to do something, take the initiative. Go out there and just find out on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to pass it over to you, LaTanya. Um, you are definitely leaving a positive mark on the world. And it's amazing. Like, I wish I was as awesome as you at 15. But, um, <laughs> we all do. <laughs> what is one thing you want people to take away from your work and your accomplishments? I think one thing that I want people to really take away is that, well, actually kind of two things that one, you can do, you know, anything that you really set your mind to. Cause I see too many people, especially, um, girls saying like, Oh, you know, I can't do this. It's, it's too crazy or, you know, it's already been done or, you know, I don't know how I can accomplish that or someone might think it's stupid or something like that, but they're really good ideas. And I, so definitely follow your heart and, uh, follow through with what you're passionate about. And secondly, I know this isn't one thing, but two things. Secondly, um, I think you should always try to do something that also helps other people or inspires other people or, you know, gives back to, you know, something else in some way. Because I think that's just, you know, the right thing to do, like how I give back to my company. And so those are the two things I like to encourage. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, are you planning on going to college once you're done with high school? And if so, what do you think you would major in? Because you basically do everything. So I don't even know <laughs> what you um, Well, I, I definitely want to um, go to college. Um, education always comes first um, in our family. And I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what I kind of want to go um to specifically, you know, study in. I know I kind of want to do, like, an art college, but then I also uh, want to get, like, more into engineering. So I'm kind of all over the place at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess I have a little bit more time left. Yeah, um, you do. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I just kind of anything that's, I don't know, really creative or a way that I can really expound more on stuff that I've kind of scratched the surface on, like engineering and stuff like that. It seems like you'd be able to get into, with your background so far already, you know, the application process should be a breeze. <laughs> it will be the easiest thing you've ever done in your life. I will tell you've you that right now. You've so much. They're going to want you. And if they don't, they're stupid. <laughs> you can go anywhere you want. <laughs> Did you mention what schools, do you have any schools in mind that you're interested in? Um, we're not totally sure. I mean, I know there's some here, like maybe like SCAD or something like that that I'm thinking about, but we're still not totally sure. Okay. Nice. All right, Connie. Oh, okay. Um, so in, in all the things that you've done so far, um, what do you think, what do you consider maybe the scariest or the most intimidating thing that you've done? And how did you overcome that feeling? I think actually one of the scariest things, I just, let me think about it for a second because, um, because sometimes 
things are a reason that sometimes things are absolutely terrifying and sometimes things are in the middle, so it's kind of hard to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think mainly, actually, probably um, one of the TED Talks was yeah. really intimidating um, because the thing about TED is that, you know, it's a really worldwide stage. So not just the people like 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 um, like um, you know official TED talks because not just the people in the room are watching. There's like live streams and stuff, and it's probably going to be seen like tons and tons of times and like translated into 50 different languages oh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, and <laughs> it has been. Um, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. glad everything went well, but I think <laughs> that was one of the nerve-wracking things mostly. Mm-hmm. How do you? How did you um, go into it to overcome that feeling so it wasn't, you know, paralyzing? Well, definitely be prepared because you know I'd have to really um, have a you know a prepared mindset so I know that there's less of chance that my brain is going to go into another dimension and I'm going to mess <laughs> up something. <laughs> um, and then also, I like to really kind of meditate and relax. Even before I like get on the plane to San Francisco, I like to just take you know some time to really um, meditate and just get a clear mind and everything. And even like backstage and just trying to kind of clear my mind and everything like mm-hmm. that. And, uh, um, and you know, another thing that's been nice, like even like some of the other speakers sometimes help too, like talking to them, like just you know. Uh, they might say, you know, like, good luck or something, and you just kind of take that with you, you know? Yeah. So it's even better when you're doing it with, like, a whole kind of um, lineup <laughs> of people. So That's good that they yeah. were also so great and nice and sort yeah. of accommodating I mean, to you. Yeah, besides my parents, of course, who are of course, lucky yeah. all the way. But, yeah. <laughs> great. So this might be a, a sort of a longer thought process question, but if – I feel like you'd be a really great ally in the apocalypse because you have such great tech skills and clothing <laughs> design skills and ideas about the environment and being eco-friendly. Do you think you do you think you survive the apocalypse? <laughs> it depends on what the apocalypse your skills. is. It depends on what the apocalypse mm. is, though. Like, are See, we getting sucked into another dimension? Question. Are there zombies coming out of the ground? What kind of apocalypse? Uh. And see, that question, the fact that you're asking that question proves that you'd be great at it. Yep, it's true. <laughs> I want to be on Maya's team. I want to be on Maya's apocalypse team. <laughs> Seriously. And I want all you guys to be on my apocalypse team, too. Awesome. Apocalypse Hashtag team. apocalypse team. <laughs> <laughs> Happening. Maya's Ideas for the Planet is a nonprofit where you've helped to provide 20,000 eco-friendly sanitary pads for girls in developing countries. What inspired you to take on this task? Uh, well, I heard like a few years ago, maybe about 2011, about how girls in um, developing countries can't go to school um, on their monthly cycle because they have no sanitary pads to wear. And it's something that we don't really think about here, but it's something that's so real, you know, in other countries. And it's something that I really wanted to bring light to and do something about. And since I was already making, like, eco-friendly clothing and I had knowledge of sewing and materials, I thought, well, you know, what if I start, um, you know, making pads for these girls that were also eco-friendly too? And um, something else I want to announce is that I've partnered with an organization called MedShare, 
for the distribution of the pads, and I think we're going to uh, start with uh, like 1,000 pads to Kenya. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Wow, that's great. awesome. And that, I mean, that's not something that a lot of people think about. So I'm it's so not. glad that you've taken on the task of doing this type of nonprofit because um, obviously there's a need. And, and I'm so glad that now you're partnering up with another business that's going to provide you the resources to help continue this effort. So that's amazing. It really is. With with all the work that you do, including philanthropy, environmental activism, speaking, coding, animation, and so much more, how do you work with time management? Is it challenging or, or is it easy for you? Well, it kind of, well, it's actually gotten, you know, easier um, over time. And sometimes it's challenging depending on what's going on maybe like that particular week. Like I might have an event on a certain day, but with a, well, first I'm homeschooled, so I'm able to, you know, balance out my schedule a lot better. Like if I have a speaking engagement on Wednesday when I would usually be at school, I would just, you know, go do the speaking engagement that day and like catch up on schoolwork um, later on, maybe that night or something like that. And um, so, you know, me and my parents, my parents always try to make sure that, of course, I get stuff done, but that they don't overwhelm me, too, to where I kind of don't get anything done. I'm just frazzled, a frazzled mess, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do appreciate that they try to make sure that I'm not overwhelmed, but that, you know, I'm still, um, accomplishing all of my projects and goals and stuff like that. All right. Off to LaTanya. Um, being that you're creative and I'm also a very creative person, um, I know a lot of times when you're working, you can easily get caught up in what you're doing and you're considering it like so much fun and you love it, but it's still technically work. Um, what do you do for fun outside of creating? Cause I know it, it kind of gets blurred. Like that line gets kind of fuzzy. It does for me anyway. I don't know if it does for you, but what do you do outside of creating as like an outlet for something enjoyable? Well, I do, um, of course, like cosplaying, going to cons are like the main thing I do outside, like for fun outside of, um, my company and all my projects and everything. And then, uh, I guess just, you know, reading or hanging out with friends, playing video games, just normal stuff that a teenager would do, I guess. And, um, I still, even though I do work with it, I still draw all the time because it's something that I'm really passionate about. Like, even if it's just a quick little doodle, it's, you just kind of, kind of have to just, you know, get a, get in my doodle for the day, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. something that I really love doing. Um, how do your teenage peers react to the fact that you're a business owner? So, um, I sometimes I sometimes I'm a little bit nervous to tell them because well not as much as I have a company but also that you know everything that I've accomplished with starting my company I don't want to be like oh my friend's a celebrity blah 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 because you know like I just I'm just still regular Maya you know um, <laughs> and everything but they think it's really cool and some of them even want to like model for some of my designs and uh, different stuff like that or wanted to get involved in some way and they usually think it's cool and. Um, they support what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It's great. It really is. It's good At to the, have that kind of peer support. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Do you, do yeah. you have, um, friends that, um, work with you or work for you? 
<laughs> um, I I don't have friends that work for me because that would just be so weird for me, kind of for some reason. Like you know, <laughs> I, I would I would I would like you know mm-hmm. rather kind of pick someone who like I would make friends with them over time with starting my with you know them working for my company than to just grab one of my best friends and have them start working for my company. Um, but like I said, like they might model, maybe like model for one of the designs or something like that. Um. Or they might want to, you know, suggest, like, you know, it would be cool if you really put this in one of your designs or something like that. That's kind of the main thing that mm-hmm. they really do. At the age of 15, you've done more than what most people have done in a lifetime. Um, what are you most proud of at this point? Uh, I think what I'm most proud of is the fact that, you know, I'm, in, I'm well, okay, a few things. I'm able to um, give back. Uh, through my company and through all of my work and to, you know, do something that um, impacts the um, environment and other people um, as well positively, especially girls. Um, and I get so many emails, you know, every week about, you know, like girls saying like, you know, I saw your TED talk and it was just, I was just so inspired to um, start, you know, following my passion for design or um, drawing or whatever the thing may be. I think the youngest person I've had email was like eight and the oldest was 75 and it's just really amazing (laughs) that I'm able to you know encourage other people to follow their passions because that's the main thing I want to try to do with my work is there something that you have not yet accomplished that's on your list of goals I know your list is probably very short at this point um, but <laughs> is there any items on your bucket list that you wish to share? Um, I think um, a few things. Uh, right, well, right now I'm I've actually um, signed a big um, two book deal uh, with uh, North Star uh, Publishing, which is like a branch of Simon and Schuster, and I'm working on my uh, first. Um, I guess kind of like book book because I have made like kids books before, but those are just like drawings and stuff like that. But this is my first legit book that I'm making wow. right writing right now. And it's basically not only about my journey as an entrepreneur, but also to encourage other teens to really tap into what they're passionate about. So that's one thing that I'm excited about doing and that I want to accomplish. And also, of course, my animation and the, I think I just recently finished actually the storyboard for like one of my episodes of Paul Meters. And I'm really excited about that. It's coming out really good. So <laughs> yeah, those are two things I'm working on that I want to get done. Nice. Um, are there websites that you go to either for business inspiration or tech inspiration or just for fun that sort of widens your imagination? Just websites you like to sort of just peruse sometimes? Um, mostly like the artistic side of Tumblr, basically. <laughs> um, and, uh, I think, oh, also I guess like if I, for this like inspiration for stuff besides Tumblr, maybe something like Pinterest or just, or I sometimes I just go outside, you know, and just yeah. look at something. And you're like, oh yeah, that would be cool to draw, or that would be cool to put in my designers. Like I might see a caterpillar, and then like I can make a whole storyline out of this caterpillar. It's it's that kind <laughs> of thing that happens. Um, so, but yeah. So 
online and in real life. So she's telling us yeah. to all go outside. <laughs> Basically. It usually helps, you know. It does, it does, yeah. I'm thinking, finding thinking, that. Thinking about little stuff, seeing what you turn it into. Mm. Um, obviously you have so much on your plate right now, but are you reading any books right now? Um, usually they're all like fiction books. <laughs> um but That's let me fine. see. Trying to think. Um I think it's like the only book that I'm really reading at the moment because right now I'm working on my own. <laughs> but the uh, right, main book I'm kind of reading on and off at the moment is like the whole um, Warrior Cat series. It's um, it's just about like cats and they have these different you know like tribes and everything. And it's a whole it's a whole plot. But and they're in the forest. And it's a whole crazy thing. But it's oh. really but it's really. Um, cool and but aside from like fiction books we're going to like um real books like or non-fiction books because <laughs> every book is real <laughs> um i this is a this is more of a business book i think um wow. it's by my good friend um alexis ohanian um and who's like co-founder of reddit and it's called without their permission and it's basically about um using how the internet's growing how we're um using to the internet to share ideas and a bunch of other stuff like that. So those are the two books that I'm reading right now. Very good. Very good. That's phenomenal. So, I mean, you're reading business books. So, I mean, this is the legit thing for you. You're actually in business, reading more about business. So that way you can structure and build and evolve um, what you've been doing so far. So I think that is awesome and amazing. I wanted to ask, um, going back to, you had mentioned that you um, do cosplay and you do conventions. Can you name some of the conventions that you've been to, and are there any cons that you have planned out for this year? I usually go to the same ones. I only really started go legitimately going to cons, like, last year, but uh, I went. I go to all the ones in Atlanta for now. So that's um, Dragon Con. Um, I've gone to, yes, I, I've got, I'm gonna plan on going to Dragon Con this year too. We have to meet! I'm gonna be yeah. there! Yay! <laughs> yeah! Okay, so Dragon Con, MomoCon, Anime Week in Atlanta, and then, like, uh, in Furry Week in Atlanta, basically all of the cons that are here <laughs> in Atlanta are the ones I'm going to. Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah, we, we definitely have to connect. I, I've heard so many good things about Dragon Con and I've not been, uh, to the event before, but I'll be going to my first one this year. So that's yeah, Dragon awesome. Con is, Dragon Con is really good. That, that's where I, I went, that's where I went in my Scootaloo cosplay. <laughs> Who do you have planned for, for this year? Do you have any plans yet or are you, is it too I actually, early? I, I'm, well, I actually like, I think I I do have one plan and I'm currently making one right now. It's like a full on like um co- like a huge custom. I, I'm making it out of like foam and everything, but I I would need to show you. I I could show you, but we're not on camera right now, so I'm not gonna, <laughs> I guess I'll reveal it before the con, like on Instagram or something like that. So yeah. stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. We definitely have to meet up. We do. We do. I mean, I have been thinking about what I'm going to, I've never cosplayed, um, you know, full disclosure. I've never cosplayed, but I was told with Dragon Con, you really have to do the cosplay. Otherwise, if you dress up yeah. just in plain clothing, 
you're the outlier. Like, you are, (laughs) you're the weirdo of the group if you do not come in cosplay attire. So I'm like, okay, I guess I gotta do this whole thing. I kind of noticed that, like, for between, like, maybe, like, Momocon, um, it's like, it's like a kind of mixture of people in cosplay, and then if you see someone just in an anime shirt, it's fine. But with Dragon Con, (laughs) like, 80% of the con is in cosplay. Um, So it's kind of it, it kind of seems like it's almost like a an, an attire or something, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all about it's the your uniform. It's your uniform. Yeah, but you you should like plan a Black Girl Nerds meetup or something like that yeah, because people are. do like meetups within cons and stuff. We are. Um, Latanya she does party planning with her website Sprinkles and Booze, so we are right now working out a, a BGN meetup over at uh, Dragon Con. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Yep, yep. So stay tuned for that, guys. Um, you also do animation, and you mentioned that before. How how do you come up with the ideas for what you want to draw, and, and how do you come up with the different stories? I mean, in addition to animation, you, you've also written books. So I had just done a podcast earlier with uh, Daniel Jose Older, uh, who's a writer, and, and one of the biggest questions I always like to ask authors is, how do you find the time to be able to think of an idea for a story and and what is it that inspires you to just put something on the paper and get started well i think that um you know a lot of my uh ideas i've turned into animations they didn't like animated series specifically they didn't start out as like oh i'm going to make this into an animated series it usually was like i might like, well, I'll just tell a story of malicious dishes. Like, um, okay, so way back when, like in like maybe like 2011 or something like that, I had a virus on my computer, um, which isn't good. But um, I was also trying to come up with like just something like to draw at the time. And I was just, and my mind start, kind of started wandering. And I was like, well, you know, what if viruses had their own little, you know, world inside the computer? And like, what would they do? Would they have like a little place <laughs> to meet up? And it just kind of snowballed into what it is now and so I like I would just start like creating little character designs and stuff and then I thought you know it would be cool if I could make uh, an animated series and the only time when I think about you know making an animated series is when I already have like rough plots of at least a whole season in my mind before I'm done finishing the character design I'm like okay I have to make this a series because I have to get all these ideas out of my head um so yeah, that's that's usually how it starts. So just from something small, um, like a little simple character design, like you know, I can make a whole like universe for this thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's so many folks out there who are you know way older than you are that are out there trying to create animation for themselves and uh, trying to write comic books and stuff, and and they feel like they're discouraged. They they haven't been able to find an audience or um, they just don't know where to start. Can you offer any advice for any, you know, animators out there, comic book illustrators that's trying to get their works out? Well, I I think there are definitely, um, you know, now more than ever, there are huge um, platforms too for you to really share your work, especially just on small stuff. Like it can be Tumblr, it can be, you know, YouTube or something like that because people will definitely discover them if you really have a passion for what you're doing and you're really, you know, pursuing your art and your animation. And, you know, also something I want to mention that sometimes I talk about too, because people, because I tell people like, you know, when I was little, how I really got into animation was like when I was little, like 
um, every time I got an animated movie, like, on DVD, after I watched the movie, like, most kids would go to, like, the bonus features or the games or, like, sneak previews of other movies and stuff like that. But I would go just straight to behind the scenes and, like, how they um, animate the characters and how, um, you know, the whole movie really came to life. And, you know, most people think that, you know, when their kids find out, oh, that's not, you know, such and such character on the screen, somebody made that character and they're not real, it kind of kills the magic for them. But it kind of made it even more magical for me because I knew I could create these worlds and everything that I saw um, on the cartoons and stuff that I saw on TV. It gave me, like, like I had the power to make other kids, um, you know, really dream about these cartoons and stuff like that, Mm. you know? It's kind of like a weird superpower in a way. (laughs) (laughs) I love how much you focus on wanting to sort of help and inspire other people in your art. It's just really, it's really inspiring in, in and of itself. Just the fact that you want to do that. And that's so much of your focus. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. That's awesome. Do you have any cartoon characters or um, shows that inspire you? Um, I mean, I, I don't, I'm trying to think, cause I only, ha- at the moment I have three that I'm, like, obsessed with. I don't, cause I think <laughs> I do get inspiration from all of them collectively, I guess. Um, whether it be for how, like, the kind of the atmosphere for my next episode, or just something like that. Um, the three that I'm currently obsessed with are, of course, like, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, specifically. <laughs> um, Gravity Falls, which is on hiatus until summer, and I'm sad. <laughs> and then um, Steven Universe. Those are the three that I'm currently um, obsessed with. I keep hearing with. about Steven Universe. I keep hearing about that. It's really good. Also, um, Connie, your name, I, every time I hear your name, one of the characters is named Connie in Steven Universe. Oh. I just keep thinking about Connie from the, <laughs> from the show. No more reason to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but she's neat. She's really cool, though. And she's black, too. She's a black yes. girl, too. So yeah. Yay! Awesome. Representation! <laughs> yes. I really yes. watch it. Um, it's so funny that you bring up Steven Universe. So quick story. Um, on Facebook, the Black Girl Nerds page on Facebook, every now and then folks will send me a message on there, and they'll reach out. And someone messaged me today asking about Steven Universe and saying, you should do an article about Steven Universe. The creator of the show is a woman and they feature a lot of characters of color. And it just so happened to be uh, one of our contributors wrote an article that's scheduled to go uh, publishing tomorrow morning about Steven Universe. Oh, so, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, well, guess what? <laughs> tomorrow we're going to feature that. So. I, I've heard nothing but good things about it, and after reading her article, I, I'm on it. I, I need to check out Steven Universe. So Yeah, and there's been a big turn of events in the last episode. I think that's the only reason why people are starting to talk, you know, all of a sudden more about it. And I, I'm not mm-hmm. going to give anything away, but it's something that nobody really expected. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Aside from the Cartoon Network, are there any shows that you're into, any science fiction or fantasy kind of shows that you're that you watch? Uh, I'm trying to think, because I watch a little bit of everything. Sometimes it's like anime, and then sometimes it's like cartoons, and then sometimes it's my own cartoons. I don't, I don't even <laughs> know. But, uh, but I, I, I watch, like, I basically, like I said, those main three shows, 
And I'm trying to think of what else. Um, that's not a cartoon. Agent Carter is in a cartoon, so never mind that. Um, oh, that's a good show, yeah, though. I, it is, Agent yes. Carter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, of course, I said My Little Pony, which isn't Cartoon Network. That's, um, I guess that's, it's not, it, it's Hasbro, but it's not Hasbro. It's Hasbro and like Discovery Family Daytime or something else, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think those are the main ones at the moment. And then just a bunch of video game stuff, like Animal Crossing and Pokemon and everything like that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Latanya, do you have any questions for Maya? Um, not that I could think of, no. I think everything was basically covered. I'm just in awe, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I have to re- think of my life after oh, <laughs> this podcast. Definitely. Yeah. I, I wish mean, I was as accomplished and had so much sense of self as you did, as I, as you do when I was 15. I did not have that same sense of self. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that, you know, you being a part of Black Girl Nerds is really awesome because, you know, mm-hmm. it gives you know, more people like us a platform and say like, hey, you know, I exist and I, there are people like me, you know? I, mm. I didn't really, I didn't even really know anything like this was out there until I came across it, you know? And I think it's really awesome that you guys are doing. You know, it's funny, Maya, the way I discovered you was through my mom. My mom saw you on, um, Steve Harvey's show. She's a big fan oh, of Steve wow. Harvey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she saw you on his talk show and she was like, Jamie, you should feature her on your website. She's an inventor and she's an animator and she's doing all these things. And then I looked on your Twitter profile and you were following the Black Girl Nerds account. And I was like, oh, my God, she's following. <laughs> so I'm, I, it's awesome that um, you're a supporter of, of the website. Um, but most importantly, I'm just in awe and fully committed to supporting you and your efforts. And I'm so happy that you do have a platform where you can speak about these things because it's important. Women need to hear what you're doing. They need to see what you're doing. So they feel like, well, you know what? She's 15 years old. She was eight years old when she created her own store. I I should be able to do that. I can do that too. So, so thank you for that. Well, thank you so much. What, what can my, my last question to you is, what can black women, because I think for us, especially we're women and we're women of color. And, you know, unfortunately for us, we, we get suppressed more than other racial groups and, and other, and, and men, of course. So it, we don't feel as encouraged, I should say, as others when it comes to achieving goals. Um, Cause we feel like that there's so much out there against us. So what can you, what can black women learn from the work that you've done to help inspire them and what can they do, um, or what can we do to see exactly what you're doing? Well, I mean, I, I think that, you know, one thing is that, you know, we can, you know, pers- you can pursue whatever passion that you want to because, I mean, I've made it as far as I have and I'm a black girl too and I, I, I really want to try to kind of you know, um, I I want to encourage other, you know, black girls that like, hey, you know, there are, you know, tons of girls like you who have a passion and who also want to support you. And um, 
I, I think that, you know, especially with sites like Black Girl Nerds, um, it's giving more representation to us, too, because a, a main thing is we're there, but there's sometimes just not even enough representation for us to be accepted all the time, you know? And mm-hmm. I think, you know, as more representation is coming out, it's going to make a big impact, too. Absolutely. Well, where can our listeners find out about what you're doing, any projects that you'll be working on in the future, your website, uh, your books? Give us all of your social media shout outs. Okay, so social media, um, my Twitter is at Maya's Ideas Shop. So that's M-A-Y-A-S Ideas Shop. Um, then my Instagram is just at Maya's Ideas. And, um, my website is mayasideas.com and then my blog is mayasideashop.blogspot. But like everything is connected to my website. If you go to mayasideas.com, there's like all of my social media links and my blog and everything there. So if you can't remember anything else, just remember mayasideas.com. And something funny, like, um, the way I even, the, the reason why there's, cause usually I would just have my, uh, all of my social media accounts as Maya's Ideas. Um, but the reason why my Twitter is Maya's Ideas Shop is because when I actually originally made my Twitter account, like, a long time ago, I don't even remember when, like, when Twitter was still a baby, in a way, I made Maya's <laughs> Ideas, but then, I, but then I but I actually forgot the password because I never used Twitter at the time. Oh. Um, so then I had to make Maya's Ideas Shop. So that's just a little random blurb. But, yeah. Well, awesome. Um, guys, yeah. check out what Maya is doing and, um, we will keep you updated on any future projects that she's involved in. Um, thank you so much, Maya, for coming on the show. You've inspired a lot of folks and, uh, your, your story is just definitely one to be reckoned with. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I've had an awesome time here. And thank you to Connie and Latanya for co-hosting. Appreciate it. Thank you. So next week, guys, is going to be a big deal if you are a comic book fan. Um, as you may have heard, Milestone is making waves to make a comeback. So next week, we are going to have the co-founders of Milestone, Reginald Hudlin, Derek Dingle, and Dennis Cowan will be on the show next week, Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about that latest Static Shock uh, digital web series that's going to be launching. So tune in uh, next Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to the Black Girl Nerds podcast. And thanks, guys, for tuning in. See ya. Bye. Bye. Finally, I'm finally free. Finally, I'm finally free.